2015. Here with Jack and Dale, podcast, Sport Movie Podcast, where we're talking about sport movies. And this is, oof, we're on the, on the back end of uh, Rocky Month, where we're uh, watching and chatting about all the Rocky movies uh, in the month of July. Uh, you've joined us for Rocky 4. Uh, how's it going, Jack? So, this is round 16, Dale. Mm. I'm counting. Uh-huh. Um, uh, all I was going to say is, so, mm. if I can change, <laughs> can change... And you can change. We can all change. Everybody can change. So, I mean, this, <laughs> I, we, we, say, we say that this is a sports movie podcast, but this is more about how Rocky single-handedly ended the Cold War. Um, I think it's what we'll be focusing on. Um, this is just the a... most historically accurate of all the Rocky films. Uh, this is just a romp, this movie. This is just an absolute... This is, this is a blast. I mean, I think like where the first Rocky movie went from like maybe, you know, two, two hours, ten plus, this like slips in at 90 minutes. You boom. Like you don't even know you've watched it. Um, mm. we, we can talk more about that. Um, I'll give a quick synopsis. So now Rocky, uh, you know, after his fight with, again, like the past Rocky movie, this one opens with the end of the one that came before it. Rocky's the champion. He's reclaimed his belt from Clubber Lang, and he's the champ again. Um, you know, he's living in his big old mansion. Um, he, uh, there's a bunch of stuff happens. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but most importantly, um, Ivan Drago, the super athlete from the Soviet Union, decides he wants to enter the international boxing arena. And so he comes to America to fight your champion, uh, Rocky Balboa. Um, before he has a chance to, um, Apollo Creed, former champion, uh, sitting in his pool, playing with his dogs, having time of his life, uh, sees that on television and decides he wants in on the action and uh, challenges Ivan Drago, uh, asking Rocky to join him as, uh, as, his, as his coach, I guess, and in his corner. I guess Duke's still his coach, but he's, you know, mm-hmm. in his corner. And um, Rocky reluctantly agrees. And they kind of talk it over about why do you want to do this? And there's a bunch of reasons, motivations we, we always talk about. And um, uh, Rocky decides to, they, they'll join. Uh, probably fights Ivan Drago in, uh, in America and actually kills him uh, because he's just this monster. Uh, and then as, f- for some reason, Rocky decides to fight um, Ivan Drago in, in the USSR. Uh, goes there, uh, wins, but more importantly, uh, gives this speech about, about change that you just recited. Have I missed anything fundamental there? No, you got it all. Mm-hmm. He, he wins. Did you say that? I tuned out, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I tuned out during this part as well. I don't really, really <laughs> like giving, giving the synopsis, but I feel like I do, so that's what happens. Um, all right, let's get on to the movie. This movie is basically a 1980s time capsule. It has... Mm, it is. It has the cold... I mean, like, let's forget about the sports movie side of things. Let's forget about, like anything else that happens in the movie um action heroes cold war electronic music um robots as a like as an actual plot device um and hugo boss so that's all the things that i think uh would sum up the 80s to 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 me so yeah this is this is like this typifies the 80s uh cinema to me i think yeah this was the era that we were born in Mm. this is what the, world that we came into the, the year the year this is the year that I was born the year that I was born yeah. I can imagine like I don't know my old man watching this when I'm like six months old or something being like yeah I gotta get a robot yeah one of um, my favourite 
scenes in this movie, it's a quite obscure one, <laughs> um, is when Rocky is speaking to his son. Mm-hmm. And he says to his son, you know... In a, in a very like you know what I'm talking about kind of way, yeah. going going one more round when you don't ha- think you can. That's what makes all the difference in life. Yeah. And his son just looking at him like a complete stunned yeah, mother, no having idea no idea what the fuck he's talking. I, 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 I thought maybe like uh, Rocky's actual kid was playing that role because that kid didn't know what he what he was going. But when I looked at the credits, that kid's name is actually Rocky. I don't know what happened to him. Um, oh right. So I guess two things on Are that. Are you my, sure you didn't read the character name, Dale? Maybe I did that, yeah. But um, my, <laughs> talk about favorite, like weird favorite scenes. Um, I like that uh, one of Apollo Creed's nicknames was the Count of Monte Fisto, which I think was really cool. Um, but also, uh, we're talking about Rocky Jr. This is the first time, like to me, throughout the Rocky, all the Rocky movies, Rocky Jr. is the most disappointing character. And not disappointing because he's not well fleshed out. I think you get to know a lot about him. Uh, but he's just a disappointing dude in the end. And we see the first... The well, first in Rocky ins- Balboa, you get to know him. Yeah, that's yeah. When, that's the movie. You but you first him. see him show signs of being a little shithead in this when he fucking sprays whipped cream in poor Paulie's face on his birthday. <laughs> it's the only time you'll ever feel sorry for, for Paulie um, is, is on his birthday. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking of you and your uh, hatred for Rocky Jr. Those <laughs> things he he says in this movie is Rocky has arrived late to Paulie's party and like just like a little snot, he's there like, "Dad, you lay. Your mum's gonna kill you. <laughs> you are a you are a grass, <laughs> yeah, aren't this, you, little this, shit?" Yeah, this, this is the first we see of him. This is the first we see of him. Um, oh, first him being a shithead. Um, yeah. Let's go into the. Can sport. I just take Sorry. a step? back Dale do, do you like this movie because I like this movie Rocky 3 no I was hard on Rocky 3 I was hard on Rocky 3 I know no I do like this movie I mean look it's it's a very like like easily digestible movie you watch it and I, I enjoy it it's fun it's funny it's a fun fun movie I think I don't know if it's supposed to be but I enjoy it and I <laughs> I, I, I I don't know if I get what I'm supposed to get from it because I, you know I'm not really like you know you said like this is the world we were born into but I think the context may be a little lost on me. But yeah. watching this movie, I have no problems watching this movie. I, I, it's fun. It's a real fun movie. Did you like it? Uh, I love this movie. <laughs> I adore this movie. It's one of my favourite movies of all time. Really? Oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah. Because it's, for me, it's just hilarious. And I reckon this one's for the fans. Like, if this was your first Rocky movie, you might be like, what the hell's going on? And you might still really enjoy it, but if you already really like Rocky and you just, and you like those kind of lighthearted films, mm. this is like... Oh, perfect. it's great. So much fun. And I think, I'd, like, yeah. that's, that's a good segue into one of my points that I got here. I mean, we talk about sports movies, stuff. we talk about montages. Rocky's... How ain't... many montages are there in this movie? I... so many. Well, Rocky's... Okay, well, that's, that's another point. Um, Rocky's Angry Drive <laughs> montage where yep. it's, not, it's not like doing what a montage does as a device where it, it, it condenses time and tells a story across a short time span so we know what's happening. It tells what has come before it with, yes. with flashes of movies from the last three Rocky movies, which... And then, am but, I right in saying that he's having future premonitions in that one as well? I didn't pick up on that, being... but maybe you're right. 
but I'm getting confused maybe because there's one where it's like he's in the car and it flashes to Drago oh, and it flashes with, with to this moments big, of Rocky with this big light behind it with Drago like there's big spotlights coming yeah maybe you're right yeah so yeah, yeah, he's having yeah. premonitions but he's also like rather than telling a story it's reciting what's already happened with flashes of the last three Rocky movies but you only really would understand that if you had already seen the first three movies otherwise it's just a bunch of yeah, stuff yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah, yeah, like that's like watching that. I like. I think that's a for this as a movie for the fans. Watching that, I really enjoyed that that montage. Scene. I think that's really good. Like I got really like mm. chilled from like watching like oh it's him with a hat and a ball like from from uh, from Rocky One. Like uh, like I I I liked it. It's useless if you haven't seen the first three <laughs> movies and a waste of yeah, three yeah, and a half yeah. minutes of your life. And unless you really like Hearts on Fire by Survivor, then you really love it as well. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I don't know what the song's called. Actually, Burning uh, Burning Hearts or something like that. I don't care. It's not important. You know the song I'm talking about. Um, I had a stopwatch with me and I counted. So this movie goes for 91 <laughs> minutes and I counted 19 yep. minutes, 23 seconds of montages, which makes up over 20%, <laughs> over 20% of the film. I'm glad we have the statistics on this. Yeah, yeah. It's confirmed that Rocky Four is full of montages. Yeah, it's confirmed that one which... fifth of this movie is told through, <laughs> through scenes over music. Which is funny because if you think of a montage as a device to speed up the story, <laughs> this is a ridiculously short movie anyway. So I was like, well, so we had like, more time. Like 90 minutes, we can't, we can't, we can't shave it. <laughs> we better throw in another montage. Um, so while we're on montages, okay, like I don't want to, because like that's the first thing a lot of people are going to say when they talk about this movie, it's just like it's montage heavy. Um, I love And rightly so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, rightly oh, so. Yeah. I think the best thing about Rocky IV. Are the montages definitely the most iconic? Thing. Well, I could just spend twenty minutes of my of my day watching those montages in 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 a line, and I probably actually would get the same the same feeling and the same return that I would from watching the full movie, um, except for a couple of except where he says Count Monte Cristo or Count Monte Fisto, and um, and a few of Drago's lines where he all he says was I must break you and you will lose, and um, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but talking yeah. about montages. <laughs> Um, when Rocky is actually in the USSR and he's training and he's in this hut in the middle of nowhere because that's what you requested for no distractions and there's a montage of him training and he's a little bit you know sluggish and he's not really working and he helps a man with his with his car and then as we've seen before in the last two movies Adrian comes she's the one who kicks him into gear and gets him trained like it you know like a, like the champion that he is and then we go into another montage it's seriously, another montage it's seriously yeah. like eight minutes of music and training with like 30 seconds in the middle where like oh yeah of course Adrian was always going to come she was always going to be like yo what are you doing and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's great it's, it's fun it's almost like because after the Adrian scene, there is an um, uh, there isn't a lot more with Adrian. It's almost like they're like, "Fuck, we need someone to break up this montage so we can then go to the so other montage." montage. <laughs> what are we oh, we'll get Adrian to come back again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I when I was saying that the the montages are iconic, it, I find the iconic ones are when he is training in the snow. Oh, in, without without a doubt. So the, the second training montage. Absolutely. Um, where he's he's bearded now, um, he outruns the KGB. Mm. So uh, the KGB uh, have been assigned to follow him at all times. So when he's training, when he's running up hills in the snow, there, there's this black car with two blokes with hats always following him. He, un- he outruns the KGB and gets on top of a hill, as it were, the steps to the Philadelphia Art Gallery. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's just screaming yeah, Drago. Yeah, he's screaming Drago. <laughs> he's you know pulling along like 
uh, like carts with Paulie on them. Um, you know, he's lifting rocks and all this kind of thing. He's, like, he's real like the people's gym, you know. And, and at the same time, this is cut. Mm. A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant montage because at the same time, this is cut with um, Ivan Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren, this, you know, the uh, human tower um, who's, you know, in this like yeah. space age gym um, getting juiced up. Um, there is a really cool scene as well in this in this montage where um, Drago is like um, doing like, like military presses or something like that with these huge fucking weights, and there's like a t- like a group of like two dozen suits clapping in front of him as he does yeah, it, which yeah, I think yeah. is really fucking funny. Um, so yeah, it's a, it just it's just is is perfect. It's 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 what a montage for for this era should have been and sh- it is, and it's just it's just a, a joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's corny, but I like how it's flashing from this is Drago doing the high-tech thing to, like, here he is, like, on some step thing, and then here's Rocky oh, doing yeah. the old-fashioned. He's, exactly what he's, he's pulling poorly on a car. Yeah, yeah, yes, like, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, Drago's using, like, a, a machine to measure his, you know, pressure pushing, and then, like, yeah, Rocky's doing that, pushing, like, a goat or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my... Uh, what I find the funniest in that montage is where he is... Um, doing pull-ups in the barn with a raging fire and Duke is just standing there slowly nodding. (laughs) (laughs) I think Duke's good in this. Duke's really fun in this, I think. This is where he shines. He shines in this movie. It is. I was thinking of a question you asked me in the Creed episode. What uh, trainer would you want? Mm. And I was pretty adamant. Nick, yeah, you didn't let me finish the question, I remember, from memory. I didn't even let you finish the question, but uh, perhaps I hadn't uh, watched Rocky IV Mm. all that recently because... Duke's amazing. Yeah. I, I really like Duke. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd prefer him to be my trainer. Maybe. I'd rather him be a I'll t- mate. I'll tell you what. Definitely. Mm. What Duke has over Mick is when he yells out. No! Yeah, oh, right. He's so, so like, throw the towel! <laughs> throw the towel! <laughs> <laughs> if you want a yelling uh, trainer, Duke's your man. Duke, yeah, Duke yeah. Mick just kind of like grunts at you a little bit doesn't he with, with some yeah. like like really witty quip um, but talking about that that scene where he's yelling do see this is the one just thing that I think like I feel I question if maybe Rocky let Apollo down because and the reason I say that is because Rocky always had this trainer to protect him so I was pre- I've been pretty clear that I think Mick was like uh, Rocky's guardian throughout the first three movies he really tried to protect him because I think he needed protecting and even when um, Apollo came in and, and ended up coaching Rocky, uh, he tried to protect him as well. You know, there is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Um, Rocky, on the other hand, when he's in the same position in his white Hugo Boss jumper um, talking, to, talking to Apollo on, on fight night, He's like, yeah, look, I don't know, Apollo. Maybe you should, I don't know. You're in the best shape. He says to him on fight night, on like after he's strapped up his hands, maybe you should postpone the fight. I don't know. Like, And then, yeah, yeah. then there's a very deliberate scene to kind of place guilt on Rocky because he didn't throw the towel in time and Apollo dies. Did he let him, well, I mean, obviously he let him down there. What, what do you think? Am I being too hard on the, on the guy here? Um, all I noted it down was, Dale, if I'm ever in any kind of situation <laughs> like that, I want you to throw the towel. No matter what I say at the time. The, se- the second I go to like, <laughs> like knock down on Drago's fist and they don't move, and then he says, you will lose, it's like, throw the towel, we're done, we're done here. So just, 
We're done yep, here. Just throw the towel instantly. <laughs> no, I don't care what I say at the time. I'm saying now. Don't you dare. On don't you the dare. Like, can I get this written in writing? <laughs> yeah. Do not let me go out there. Um, yeah, basically. I mean, I know what you mean. Like, uh, you sometimes need uh, protection from yourself. Mm. Um, and as a fighter, you kind of... There's a bit of bravado and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You kind of... Um, it's funny because uh, like in the world of basketball or lots of sports there's like lots of mini fights happening all around the ground and people have to break them up yeah yeah but um, people want them to be broken up mm. if you know what I mean like they want the other players to step in so they can kind of save a bit of face mm like they they did what they needed to do and nothing happened with it mm. and I, I felt like that was what Creed was doing a bit here it was just kind of like now he's committed um, he didn't want to look like a jackass yeah 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 um, yeah maybe Rocky should have stepped in but I don't think thinking is Rocky's thing, mm. thing. No. no but if you but, want to think and train him don't yeah, get Rocky yeah but I don't think Rocky knows that though so see, I think we saw in, in number three in definitely in number four, absolutely. Oh, I can't remember number five that much, but absolutely in Rocky Balboa, Rocky goes from this you know goofy, wisecracking um, dad joker to everything that comes out of his mouth now. And we joked about this in um, in Creed. Everything that comes out of his mouth has to be something really profound, and you know, like yeah, so, yeah. So all he talks about is like you know going one more round when you don't think you can is what matters in life. It's like what the hell does that mean? And everything he kind of says <laughs> is kind of set to a to a classical soundtrack at this point. So. He, he may not be a thinking man, but he thinks he's a thinking man. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, you're right. They kind of made Rocky go that way a bit more mm-hmm. later in the franchise. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of blame Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, <laughs> I think if you get Rocky to be your trainer, yeah, I'm blaming Apollo on that. I was going to say what I did like though was after Apollo died. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like Apollo dying, but after he died. They're unlike in Rocky 2 and Rocky 3 which we bemoaned mm-hmm. there was no like oh, will he fight will he not fight there was no back and forth it was like headlines spinning onto the screen <laughs> Rocky Balboa is fighting Ivan Drago and everyone just collectively went yes fuck yes this is what we're here for <laughs> Fucking yeah, I knew we I knew there was a cold war for some reason fucking sick <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Cold War, mm-hmm. um, I I quite enjoyed the press conferences. I've got I've got um, that written down here as well. I think the press conferences well, really set it. the scene. They really really set the scene. It's almost like an allegory of the Cold War. The criticisms that I don't. It's meant to be. Yeah, coach. Yeah. I remember the name of the coach um, or the train, not the trainer, the manager of uh, Ivan Drago. Um, uh, but you know the, the claims that he's making and the way Apollo is speaking to them and the way they're, they're having a conversation it's like it's almost this is what it, it would sound like these two nations having a, having a conversation with each other um, so that's very deliberate um, but I think they, they do yeah. they set the scene well they do um, and the American the Americans as in Apollo mm. and that they are quite patronising in the first press conference oh fuck that guy uh, fuck Apollo I would have I would have clobbered him yeah, as well yeah man um I really liked it when uh, his wife, mm-hmm. um, uh, Drago's wife, which, side note, a really smart idea to oh, throw her it, in. Yeah, really, really. It meant, good. Mm-hmm. 
Because it meant that Drago didn't have to speak. Otherwise, it just would have been a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, need, you, needed, you needed him not to speak to add to his character, but you also needed someone to speak just on his behalf. So, well, I guess because yeah, yeah. we've been, been there a million times. We've seen Creed do it in number one. We've seen Clubber Lang do it in number three. I don't know how else you can paint a, a villain. You know, like a, a bad guy for Rocky to fight. So, like by putting him this way, it's almost like, you know, he, he's he's not even the villain. He's like the face of the villain who is, you know, USA. Who is commun? Who is communism? Basically, that's that's what I get <laughs> for from this me. Movie. For me. Yeah, for me. For me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you didn't particularly like Clubber Lang as a baddie. Did you like um, Dolph? Uh, sorry, I- Ivan Drago as a um, baddie. Well, I guess that because what I was you know kind of say now is like I don't think Drago was was the bad guy. I think he was you know like the USSR was the baddie in this. So yes, I do because he was a great face for this baddie that that Rocky had to overcome. Whereas Clubber, yeah, yeah. you know, he he was a like like um, Apollo as a bad guy was a really rich, really great character. Clubber Lang was just really thin uh, to me. Like, I, there, there wasn't any motivation there. There wasn't any reason for me apart from that he had a big mouth, which which Apollo had as well. There wasn't anything new there. Um, I think I think with having a bad guy as like more of a bit bit broader, like Rocky's fighting against something a bit more, was a really great device. And having Dolph Lundgren as the face of that was really good. Um, I don't know if necessarily this was. See, I, yeah, again. Look, I don't want to keep banging on about this, and I think we can we can summarize. You do like to bang on, you do. Yeah, like I don't, we can summarize Rocky Month as as what was his motivation month? Because again, I just like <laughs> guilt, revenge. I don't know the Cold War. Like, okay, Apollo's Apollo Apollo. I think really comes out in this because clearly his motivation is partly Cold War stuff. Like he's he seems like a like a patriot. You know, he's a he's like uh, says you know weird things like. Uh, you know, like you know, them and us kind of stuff. It's us against it's us against them. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Know what this means, you will when it's over. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's like a Cold War dude. It also really shed some light on his um his his Rocky three motivations, where we thought it was just because he wanted to fight Rocky again. But he starts saying stuff like, "Watch dip out the ring," just like your ancient history. So maybe it was getting to be Rocky's trainer was a way for him to kind of stay relevant. But anyway, let's 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 yeah. let's say it's Cold War. Let's say it's Cold War. Um, that's Apollo's well, motivation. In in the Netflix documentary, um, Sylvester Stallone says, um, and I don't think you're going to like this, Dale, so make sure you're sitting down. Oof. This is what he says, right? He said that because Rocky Three was so good, mm-hmm. um, he had a bit of a dilemma as to what to do with Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't actually meant to be a Rocky Four. It was always meant to be three. Yeah. Um, but Rocky Three had done so well mm-hmm. that they would decided to do another one mm-hmm. and Sylvester thought to himself that uh, Rocky by this stage has really become an international ambassador mm-hmm. so this is what it was about was about Rocky being an international ambassador for right yeah there's the I can change you can change thing yeah so when he, you know that speech that I said as a joke at the beginning yeah. that's what he meant <laughs> that, that was the point of the movie yeah Okay. Do you like that point? Um, it makes sense to me. Does it make sense? I don't know about the Rocky Three was so good because it came after two really great movies. I mean, you know, one really great movie, one movie that was after a great movie. Um, 
<laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I don't know if like you know like you know people make make stuff and they can say what I'm supposed to get out of it, but I might get something different. So I didn't really think that's what he was doing. But uh, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, personally, that's not what I got out of yeah, this at all. Yeah. Um, I put this in there so so bad it's great territory. As well, as well, like, I mean, I think it's quite obvious if, when he says something along the lines of um, Rocky Three is so good, but you need to make another one, and what are people going, like, what's going to put butts on seats? Uh, a really short movie that, like, really fucking, like, drums home that, that like, anti, anti-Soviet sentiment. Oh, yeah, sure, let's just fucking do that. Yeah. Um, this, my, uh, Rocky Four. I, I had thoughts to myself that... Uh, Rocky is also a lot about the villains that he has to to, to fight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It kind, yeah. Of remi- mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of like a like a superhero franchise, like Batman or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between Rocky and Batman in mm-hmm. a weird way. Also, oh, you got like a Joker who's your Apollo, and you got like a Papa Lang who's your I don't know other villain, Penguin. I don't know. <laughs> Should've, I should have prepped you that we might be talking about Batman. Well, clearly, <laughs> You've exhausted well, you. Clearly, I love Batman. Uh, there's like a, uh, yes, a, 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 I mean, okay, okay, yeah. Let, let me let me try. Like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. You've got a rich guy, Rocky. Do you not like Batman? I just don't care as much. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. Hey, I, sorry, I, I, I think I didn't like the last few movies. So oh, I have that, no, that doesn't count. Uh, Superman, Superman, Batman. I haven't seen Superman, Batman yet. So maybe I like that. I liked, mm. I liked, I mean, I didn't like the last few at all. I like the few. You're like the one person who's like, bring back George Clooney as Batman. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm more of a Val Kilmer guy. No, I like the early ones. I like the, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Michael it's Ke- Michael Ke- Keaton Mike or no one. Mike Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton. I like Michael Keaton ones. Michael Mike Keaton or yeah. Val Kilmer or no one. Or it's nothing. <laughs> anyway, continue, um, continue. Right, so I was going to go back to the, the press conferences that we were we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, really funny line that I that I enjoyed when uh, Creed was like, "What do you mean win?" And then that the first thing that 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 coach says is that you're not very realistic, are you, Mister Creed? <laughs> Which I found quite funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a great way to intro- I, I find that Sylvester Stallone's really good at introducing characters yeah 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 um, and the second thing that I really liked in the press conferences was the I, as you were saying it was kind of like a microcosm for the Cold War mm-hmm, itself mm-hmm. and they decided to get Paulie involved who nearly sparked an international <laughs> <war>. <laughs> Paulie was the Cuban missile crisis <laughs> Uh, and then uh, that made me ruminate on the thought of like just imagine if you had a Paulie in the in the real room <laughs> if Paulie was in the war like, room oh, fuck, imagine man. if if instead of <laughs> instead of Paulie's sister marrying a heavyweight boxer she married no no president of the United States of America <laughs> and then he's like hey can I have a job he's like alright you can be my Chief of staff, I guess, and then you've got, you've got this like yeah. diplomacy meeting where Paul is like, "Hey, I don't know what else Paul says." That, that's the it's kind of. <laughs> he says something along. He he has a moment with uh, Rocky at one stage, and he says something like, "I know I, I say a lot of stupid stuff, and I do a lot of stupid things." Mm. And in my head, I'm just like, "Then why don't you stop?" 
that doing was, that the was, stupid that things. That was a weird scene as well. It's almost <laughs> like like Paulie was saying goodbye to him. Like he wasn't saying like see you later. He's like, well, he fucking killed Apollo, so now I'm like. I think it was that that scene was supposed to be um, Paulie being proud and like you know really like admiring mm. Rocky, and I guess that links to this like kind of Americana stuff. But it, to me, it was like yeah, he, to me it was like I'm, he's saying goodbye. Like he he thinks Rocky might die. Yeah, he, he said quite a heartwarming thing when he said to Rocky, "You're all heart, Rock. Mm. You're all ra- yeah. heart." And I was like, yeah, that, that that really does summarize Rocky. Mm. It was a touching moment. Yeah, yeah. For, for all his faults, he is a he is all heart. He's for a big his old faults. heart. Yeah. So he, they perhaps humanise Paulie more than they have at all. Yeah. Um, and he gets more serious. But then there are other scenes with Paulie where it's just like, um, going back to, this reminds me of other movies we've done. Reminded me is like, he's like sunker out of Cool Runnings. Where he's, he's like, he's like falling over the snow and man. shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just complaining like a like a ten year old. He's like, "Where's my comic books? I'm gonna miss the Rose Bowl. There's an, an antenna in here." And I'm just like, "What grown man gets off of a plane in Russia and starts <laughs> complaining about where the fuck their comic books are, and then storms off into the massive snow and falls over repeatedly? Like, it's it's just comical. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, kiss the egg poorly or something? Like, it, it's just ridiculous. But uh, I mean. Because of the tone of the movie, it was, mm. I found it quite funny. Yeah, but like, yeah. it's things like that which just make you go, "What the fuck is going on with this movie? Like, how can you take this movie seriously?" It's almost like I mean, like when we watched on. Rocky One, you almost like you, there was hope for Paulie and you. You know, you guys, you guys had a future. Like you, he, you found some mm-hmm. redeeming qualities in him, but he quickly, quickly um, uh, put an end to that and put a stop to that. Yeah, I thought there was something poignant where. Um, Paulie, uh, it was meant to be a joke, but Paulie uh, makes the robot his girlfriend. Yeah, that's really weird, um, yeah. And I was like, that kind of summarizes how Paulie treats women quite well. He just <laughs> treats them as they're not human. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That, uh, is Rocky is, is Rocky the writer ma- making a really poignant point about sexism here? or Probably not. <laughs> the gag is that he's... <laughs> oh, oh, it's a robot. It's the 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's go back to the sport movie side of things here um, I feel like the fight scenes in this though, the one downfall from this uh, movie which would make an absolute incredibly watchable just like fun movie is I find the fight scenes really right. hard to watch they right, okay. they, they, what, they, what cut, about they cut so quickly like that I don't I, it, like, it just cuts it cuts it I don't know if maybe if you didn't notice it as well maybe I'm, I'm just um, maybe maybe it's me but I felt like I couldn't really watch it it was just like cutting so quickly where the fight scenes you know, by the time we got to um, Club Lang in Rocky Three, where it was just kind of this one shot of just these two guys trading blows um, against against um, Drago, maybe because they were shorter fights. You know, we we're only talking like two rounds. It just was just like cut, mm. cut, 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 and I was like, didn't even know what I was watching in the end. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've been talking about how this movie is one massive montage, so maybe they felt as though it was in the spirit of the movie or something. Um, I mean, I I enjoyed the fight. I was quite engrossed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how um, similar to uh, what they did in Creed. Actually, mm-hmm. it was this, uh, when Drago got cut. Mm-hmm. That kind of like set the like tone he, for old he, Rocky's. He in can here. bleed, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He can, he, he can bleed, he can bleed. Um, and I found it uh, in the heart of this movie quite funny when they had the scenes where they were knocking each other on the side of the heads, and yeah. they were like, they were like catapulting the other way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't pick up on the, on the cuttingness, but um, that's not the kind of thing that I'd notice when I watch fighting scenes like that. I kind of, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm watching a sport, and I kind of start to place myself within the sport. Right, I, I don't right. worry about things like. I, I, just, really I just found it really difficult to notice. follow. I mean, you know, cinematography-wise, but I just couldn't watch it. Like, I didn't know what was really happening. Ivan Drago, mm-hmm. um, or Dolph Lundgren, mm-hmm. looks like an absolute beast. He does, um, doesn't so he? Then, yeah. yeah, like he looks like an absolute specimen. They, I, they don't, I don't think they could have cast this any better mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Ivan Drago. It was perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they were probably worried about him making Rocky look too small, but it just it added. Then that was supposed. Was and there's that casting. scene where they meet in the middle of the ring, and like Rocky's sort of eyes, eyes are kind of like Dolph Lundgren's nipple level. And I think Rocky's actually yeah, a, yeah. quite a short, short man in real life. But that, I think that kind of added to it. Like this is he is a machine. He is an ultimate warrior. Hmm. Hmm. Um, also, like, we talked about um, this um, and this relevance to Creed. Um, I, looking at this um, when Rocky goes to the US to start a fight it made me think about what you were saying uh, when we talked about Creed of um, Creed going to the to the UK um, and you know the feeling you get from like oh he's an outsider now like he's not fighting in LA he's not fighting in Philly he's going to a different country and has an entire mm, mm. group of people cheering against him including the premier mm. of, um, of, of of the USSR and most of the Politburo um, yeah. do you get the same feeling from this I mean and that was the whole point the whole point is like he goes into the ring being hated and he leaves you know as, as an equal or as, as a bit of a hero um, did you get the same the same chill yeah, definitely. Oh, not the same chill as in Creed. They did it better in Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was purely because of the camera angles. You could feel the crowd being en- engulfed, <laughs> off, engulfing the fighter. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas you didn't get that here. But like, definitely similar. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the ha- then they decide that no, this is actually about Rocky converting and changing <laughs> the entire ideology of, of communism. Um, and people started cheering for Rocky. So kind of lost the realism a little bit there. But, um, I, know what, I know what you mean. Uh, something that they did do with the fight that I... Like a little touch that I really liked. Um, and you might know why they did this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why. But um, the commentators were British... Well, they had British commentators in Right. There. And it gave it... I don't know if you noticed that, but it gave it a very historical feeling. It's like, and here is Rocky. He's coming in. Oh, he's taken quite a blow. And it made it... <laughs> I didn't it notice gave it that. that <laughs> it, it gave it that... Um, this is a like a, a piece of history feel to it. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, that's what it gave to me. It gave it more gravitas as mm-hmm, a fight. Mm-hmm. Just because you, you chopped in a few old-timey English accents that you'd expect to hear in, like, World War Two mm. commentary footage or something. Yeah. Well, um, well, I thought that worked was on you, touch. and, like, when you talk about it like that, it seemed like a decent, you know, a, a, good, a good device to use because that was what it was supposed mm. to be. This was supposed to be a monumental moment in Cold War history where, you know, people change and you change and I change and um, change, change. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I was kind of hanging out for that speech. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out and I sat there and wrote it down word for word. I was hanging out so much for Because <laughs> that, that's one of my like lasting memories of, of Rocky Fall is that speech at the end. I remember the first time I watched it, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I, I was not expecting that speech. And it just like... If you didn't think this movie was a was 
was a bit of a joke by the end. Mm. Th- it is now, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes me, like, as well, I guess, another thing, like, like you know, you talk about montages, and I said I wouldn't come back to it, but I'm lying. Um, <laughs> when you talk about how much of a joke this is, and how, I guess, how heavy-handed it is, when you have the, yeah. the Cold War montage, where um, Rocky, Paulie, and Duke travel uh, from the US to the USSR, and they rock into, like, the planes, you know, taking off and touching down, and there's, like, obviously a montage song that's been written for the purpose of this movie with lines like yeah. it's east meets west freedom yeah, is up, yeah, yeah. freedom is up against the ropes which I'm like oh my yeah. god it's so funny <laughs> and it's so good yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no um, I mean in, in, in summary this this movie as a serious artistic movie perhaps falls a little short yeah. but everything but I, I just adore this movie. It's, it's so fine. funny. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It, it's it's fun. just. It's 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 a fans film. Yeah. It's filled yeah. with so many little things of Rocky mm. and just so many little funny quirks. It's like a, it's like a Christmas episode or something like that. It's just it's it's you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like it has it has no value like artistically, but it is it is. Yeah. But it's, it's just, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. It's just fun. Just go out and watch it. It's just. You know, and and it this the ninety minutes watching this film makes like if you didn't like the first three Rocky movies, like watch them anyway, and then watch this movie because you can enjoy it and ha- with the context of the last you know six hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's great. I love it. Good, good, good. All right, well let's let's finish it off there. I think we're pretty pretty much. Uh, Hash this one out. We can talk about some montage a bit more if you want. But um, if you want to give a nug, and then we can sign off. Um, so there's a lot of nugs for this one. I, 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 I don't know if I can even pick what's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Weathers in that documentary that I was mm-hmm. uh, outlining before said that Rocky Four was the one that he had to train for the most. Right. Um, because Dolph Lundgren was so big um, to even look um, like he should be in the same ring, he just had to bulk up. Really? Um, which is funny because apparently um, Carl Weathers and Dolph Lundgren got into a massive spat on set. Really? Um, yeah, and Carl we- they had to stop shooting for a few days and convince Carl Weathers to come back to do the movie. What? Whatever. Do we, do we know it over? Please, please, please tell me what it was over. I think it, I've read it a few different places, and I think it was because Carl and I love this reason because I think. Uh, Dolph was taking it a bit too seriously. No shit. <laughs> with the with the punching, um, which is funny because he put uh, uh, Rocky, um, real life Rocky, um, in hospital because no he punched shit. him in the heart. Oof. Yeah, because apparently Sylvester, uh, sorry Rocky, likes to keep it as real as possible. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. sometimes, yeah, you do actual punches, and yeah, he punched him really hard. Ain't so bad. Um, Ain't so just, bad. Yeah, and they fucking. Ain't so bad. Yeah. You're not so tough. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of hurt, but he didn't think anything <laughs> of it. And then, like, that night, he just got really bad, and they rushed him to hospital. And um, they compared it to being hit by the steering wheel in a car crash. Jesus Christ. That's what it had done. And it, had it, the punch had moved his heart. Moved his um, heart? <laughs> so. <laughs> That just Dolph Lundgren is Ivan Drago, yeah, basically. He's, yeah, yeah, uh, super that, I, yeah, I'm going to jump in on your nug there because that's just brought up something that I was kind of thinking about 
And I know Ooh, I feel the same way. Nug thinking. Nug, nug thinking. Nug, thinking, like nug, nug developing thoughts. Did you? Blue sky nug thinking. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> We're just blue sky nugging. <laughs> did you? Uh, oh so watching this, I, I did feel a little bit empty. Not empty. Uh, a little, I, I, I felt a little bit of a void because I like uh, Rocky going in with a strategy and I didn't know what his fight strategy was in this you know like in um, mm-hmm. you know in uh, in uh, Rocky you know uh, 2 he needs to you know change the way he fights you know there's like the, the south yes, to south, switch from being south, south, south court, court. in, in, in um, Rocky 3 when he's fighting Clubber Lang it's more about knocking him down early because you can't go the distance with this guy um, so mm. uh, but with we don't really explore that at all um, when he's fighting uh, Ivan Drago um, played by Dolph Lundgren we, you know we don't really I don't get it like, he just kind of, kind of fights him you know, he doesn't need any tricks or he doesn't need any like strategy he just it, you know, it is the tank that he is. Um, did I miss something? Yeah. Um, I think it was fairly clear from this movie that his uh, his tactic was capitalism. Um, and that was going to help <laughs> he was <him> using defeat <laughs> communism. So I, I don't think you quite got this movie, though. Mm, so mm. Do, 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 we, do no, we agree on what... No pain, no pain. Do we agree on what Rocky's motivation was? Capitalism. Oh, right. I'm pretty sure that's what we settled on. We've decided capitalism. The other nugget that I have, Michael Phelps credited his last training regime for the Olympics to Rocky IV as he hired out a cabin. <laughs> Fucking legend. <laughs> the fact he's taken a million gold medals away from Australia's and best he's just Olympic sport. Like, he's just like a chopping wood. He's forgiven, just chopping wood. He's just bloody flip, com- flipping horse carts. Completely forgiven, sir. Yep. Michael Phelps, absolute fucking hero. <laughs> Love the bloke. I hope, <laughs> he, I hope he wins 50 He's got the free night of tie. His heart's on fire. <laughs> Those are my notes. I, I would want if 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 there was another Cold War, I'd put him in. He'd be the ambassador. <laughs> I don't know. I'd kind of throw him. I, I would throw in Paulie just to spice it up, <laughs> just to see. Uh, Rocky Five. It's 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 yeah. a, it's a good movie. It's good. Yeah, it 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 it's, it's, it, tr- it's a good yeah, it tries. It's a try. It's good. Yeah, okay. tries its best. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. I mean, because like, uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, leave a review, leave a comment, and uh, and get at us at uh, podcast at gmail.com. Fuel is blunted. Well, uh, perhaps they might advance that as an excuse for what happened out there today. Not with me, they don't. I think it was a very poor performance. One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Good night.